0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a- another issue of Four Guys in a Comic. It's Nova, and uh looks like this week I'm the host, hosting from Canada in the cold. Yeah. Um, and this week, I've got uh, Red. Red, say hello. Hello, everybody. It is I, Red. I've got Rusty. Hey. And we've got, not Tap, since he's a new uh, baby daddy, but we've got Liver Die, who you all should know from our uh, promos and our everything else really i mean he is he is the man on the wall with a mic
1: hello nurse <laughs> how you doing, doing nurse? happy to be here i'm happy to hear tap is doing well with his yep. baby and everything's okay in baby land for
0: him Yeah, he's he's on maternity leave yep good um but yeah since i'm gonna be hosting hopefully we can all have a good time Thanks for the enthusiastic yes, yes guys. All right. Uh, so
1: <laughs> right the get go, I was uh, I was I was waiting for my uh, Tim Hortons uh, to come through yeah. the screen at me. Yeah. You know?
0: the, the delivery guys are out there. Um, so as always, what have we been reading, ladies and gen- I mean gentlemen? Sorry. <laughs> um, what have we been reading? What uh, what comics have have kept your attention this week? Rusty, why don't you start?
2: Well, You've actually, have got good stories i have not started i haven't bought any comics this week i haven't wow yeah i know as weird as that is i'm usually on it with uh new comic book day but this week i haven't bought anything yet um, i know there's some stuff that i want that's come out but, and then um really i haven't really read much either i mean um honestly i can't say but the only thing i've read was the daredevil uh carry-on story that Frank Miller did. So... That, that's about it. Oh, I've read some Daredevil. Wow. Old Daredevil. Really old Daredevil. But... yeah, I haven't read anything else this week. Um, so... Sad day on my end, man. I yeah, mean, really- uh, some things that I've been uh, waiting, though, for is this dang um, Inhumans versus X-Men that came out. And I haven't read it yet. I, I mean i'm excited for it uh jeff lemire still kicking butt and i think this is the last one right
0: is it it's really only a four
2: part oh. yeah i think it's oh. only a four part yeah.
0: interesting i didn't even know two and three came out but or um or one for that, <laughs> so zero was one of the parts as well yeah oh, okay i see i see it
2: was zero it was like the prelude that just recapped everything that's happened getting yeah, up to speed yeah. But, um, no, I mean, Cyclops still uh lame-o, and um, the Inhumans um, are wrong. They're wrong. Mm, of course. Just like Cyclops. They oh. took over the wrong part. <laughs> so
0: there's no Inhumans were right shirt coming out anytime soon.
2: No, no.
3: All right, well. What was that noise? That would be live or die playing with paper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's frantically reading a comic like, book oh so he has gosh, something I gotta
3: read
4: to, something to talk something
1: really about. Quick, they're, they're gonna ask me. I was like, Damn, Damn it! Uh, Quickly, <laughs> find a paper. Read it now. I gotta move all these <laughs> for a comic. Uh,
4: well, uh, oh, literature, literature.
0: In that case, uh, Red, why don't you why don't you let us know what's been <laughs> happening in the world of Star Wars or indie comics?
3: Okay, I'm not gonna talk about Star Wars. I'm not gonna yeah, talk about uh, indie. Uh,
0: Oh my goodness. I'm bringing
3: up DC, baby. DC. Oh, wow. Can you believe it? What this? is it? DC. It's Sergeant Ooh. Rock. DC. I have, oh, right? That's right? Superman with Sergeant Rock. <laughs> All right. Of DC course. Comics Presents. Hey, nice 40 cent issue. I got a 20 cent Silver Age one right here. Batman and Sergeant Rock. Wow. All right. Kind of Brave and the Bold issue number 108 and Brave and the Bold 162 featuring. Batman and Sergeant Rock. <laughs> all right. What else have I got? That did I get? To? I got a lot more Sergeant Rock.
2: Uh, have you read these yet?
3: Um, some of them I've already read. Um, pretty good. Um, this one was a hard find, and I'm really excited to get it. It's a DC special from the Blue Ribbon Digest. It's a uh, Sergeant Rock's Prize Battle Tales. I don't know if you guys have. Uh, I'm pulling. I know uh,
0: Oliver's viewers to see it. Oh, it's so cute.
3: Yeah, it's one of those little, little mini pocket <laughs> books. That uh, came out teeny tiny. <clears throat> yeah, in the late 70s, early 80s. And they're, they're very popular, but they're hard to get, um, especially yeah. in great condition. I mean, this is like a 9.6, 9.8. This is beautiful. If I could get it graded, I would. And to find it in this condition is unbelievable, because back then, people treat them just like that. Pocketbooks. They would read them, throw them in their back pocket. They would get bent. Yeah, yeah. They would get passed on to their friends. They would get destroyed, thrown away, and that moved on so to find these things is difficult and to find one in this condition was just like wow you know and i'm still you know a little hard on it but it is just great to get it um what else did i pick up i got sergeant rock 100 page spectacular um yeah i'd say this probably came like a nine four it is it is huge it's 100 pages of just pure awesomeness wow uh, what else have I got here? Uh, Sergeant Rock, Sergeant Rock, Sergeant Rock. Uh, there you go. There's all my Sergeant Rock. And to throw it up off a little bit, I know it's not Sergeant Rock, but I found three issues of Sergeant Fury. There you go. <laughs> okay, so there is three
2: issues of Marvel into the mix with all of that.
3: So it is, like I say, not all Sergeant Rock. So
2: how much closer are you to finishing your Sergeant Fury collection now? Sergeant
3: Fury, I... Six issues. You have six issues left? Yes, six issues left. Wow. wow. Yeah, I know. It's just like, oh, yes. But they're expensive issues, so I'm not... Nothing that I'm... No, I'm going to be finishing soon, which is one reason why I started up Sergeant Rock. Uh, and I'm... Believe it or not, I'm already over halfway done with it. Uh, I'm surprised that uh, the, the second half of the series, after they changed the name from... um, uh, uh, Oh, my gosh our our army uh, at war <clears throat> when they change the name the, ch- the issues are a lot cheaper going from anywhere from 10 to 5 dollars yeah. <throat> on the norm but like like I, luckily I've been finding shops that have been having 50% off sales. Um uh, one thing I did come across which I have had a hard time finding and I just was lucky to find it was a uh, Joe Kubert's uh, Sergeant Rock the Prophecy a uh, 6 issue uh, story arc. And it's one of those things I I even had trouble finding it on eBay and I just happened to run across wow. it one day on at the comic shop, they're having their fifty percent off sale and the owner was like, Oh, you like oh you like the rock. Oh hold on a minute. I think I have some more in the back over here. Pulls out a box and boom. You know, all three variant covers to number one plus four five three, four, and five. So I'm just missing two and six right now. So gotta try to find those. And like I say, just saw a bunch more uh, Sergeant Rock. So that's pretty much, like I said, a lot of the stuff that I've been reading. Um, I tried to read some uh, Rebirth. I had a problem getting into it, but uh, I
2: don't know. <laughs> Dude, you've got to read the Hal Jordan, man. Where it's at right now is pretty <coughs> dang cool. No, I... <laughs> excuse yeah. me. It's Brainiac and everything else right now that they just uh, foiled. Oh, yeah i do Lar re- fleas lar freaking fleas i
3: read the first i read it when it was zero and when, and the one and i did enjoy it i just haven't had a chance to get back to it and thanks for reminding me i'm going to make a note of that here let me see uh, hal Jordan. all right i'm going to get back into that and start it's fake hydra note right there right there see look <laughs> hal jordan written down all right i make notes does that say hal gordon or how jordan, <laughs> jordan. <laughs> let me change that gbj well. it says gordon go. it <laughs> said Hal gordon <laughs> it did it did but i made a note i knew what i was talking about
0: <laughs> oh, all right
3: oh man so all right now let's pass the ball on over to uh live or die man what have you been yeah. reading
1: all right so there's been a couple things on my plate lately um one of the things i picked up was uh something that i got from my secret santa which was this very odd comic, The Devil Wears Prada Zombie. <laughs> and, and this was done as a tie-in to a series of books that I read by um, a author named uh, Jail Bourne, who's this, like, Air Force uh, officer, and he writes uh, zombie apocalyptic post-war horror, and it's really awesome stuff. It's really realistic because he is very um in your face about like you know actual technology and actual things and so it it got so popular that I guess he got a tie in (laughs) with a comic book (laughs) so from literature to the comic uh, genre and it's it's fun to to read it's not a very long read but it's very fun because it leads into one of the uh, books that came out later on in the series so it was really cool to see how like you pick up the book and where it picks up and what actually led to that part, which always made me wonder how we got there. So that was really cool. Uh, the other thing that I've been reading, and this is really geeky of me, but um, you're gonna like this. Uh, the uh, the DC encyclopedia yeah. that I got for Christmas. I
3: think somebody got a Marvel
1: similar to that. Someone yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> someone. Um, it, it, I would pull out the other book that I have beneath my desk here, but it's so damn big. I don't feel like Is it. a pizza box um, big. I know somebody that got it, a pizza box nice size. Book. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get at it right now. It's too big. It's the, uh, the 75 years of Marvel book that came out uh, a couple of years ago. It's I
3: have ginormous. that one. I know. Yes, it's I do have
1: huge. that one. Yeah. I, I saw it at comic con, uh, last year. And, uh, I was on my phone and I was going to buy it right then on the spot from the <laughs> vendor at Comic-Con from their booth. And I looked on Amazon and I was like, dude, $50 less? Like, no way. <laughs> like, sorry guys. <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's a huge book and it's so full of information. But the DC Encyclopedia is neat because it's the all new edition. So it's got some up-to-date stuff in there. So it's really helping me uh, figure out all the little gaps with uh, Rebirth and, and the new universe. Uh, and I like it. And I think it's going to come in handy when I start reading through all the new stuff that's coming out Very now. Good. Um, and the other thing, the other thing that I've been reading is I've been going back through on a little project and rereading The Walking mm-hmm. Dead from yes. issue number one. Oh, goodness. And uh, that's going to be a nice little kickstart for something that's mm-hmm. going to come our way need? soon.
3: Tune in, listeners, and find <laughs> out. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, yeah and so it's it's fun to reread and and uh kirkman uh i remember liking it differently the first time around (laughs) so it's nice to read a book and actually get a different taste for it. it's like having a a beer or wine that you've had so many times and not had for a long time again Uh, and that's really been awesome uh but other than that i've kind of been away from the books um i'm trying not to read too many things at one time uh because it gets a little bit too it's like a snowball that gets too mushed together, and then you try to throw it, and instead it just throws like an ice ball yeah. <laughs> instead of snow, and then you hurt the person that you throw it at. Um, <laughs> and so my brain kind of goes, no. Um, and and I, I like to get like totally enveloped in a project, in, in, in a series, in a, in a span. So I like to read books, you know, like 30, 40 issues at a time. Mm-hmm. Binge is the way to
0: go.
3: Actually, I saw one at that comic sale that I was talking about earlier, That I, and I thought of you, Nova, particularly, um, not to mention myself, because I know we both love The Flash. Of course. And I found an essential uh, uh, trade paperback, if you can call it a trade paperback. It, just basically, it covered all of the uh, Golden Age Flash, and this book, I kid you not, was about four inches thick. It was oh, yes. huge. I mean it was like a it was the bible, all yeah. right? It was just huge. I and mean, it was probably, you know, like uh, 18 inches tall. Jesus. And I mean it, it was it was even a little bit bigger than a typical size comic, yeah. but I'm telling you it was like 4 inches thick. Basically every civil silver age flash all in one book. Yeah.
0: That my friend is an omnibus. We, welcome to my <laughs> welcome to my world, yeah.
3: Know how much that thing was?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's
2: How much was
3: it was on it was on sale for 50 bucks. Yeah.
0: There, oh, I know. Yeah. And I was
3: just like, ah, I <laughs> want it, but there's Sergeant Rock, what am I going to get?" No, I'm sorry.
1: Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah those are how,
1: how can you say yeah, no to Sergeant Rock? Maybe someday. <laughs> Brought to you by Viagra. <laughs> Rock and a
0: All right. Well, on the on the topic of, um, Viagra? I guess not. Never mind <laughs> then. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. I usually try to spin it, but it doesn't work this time. Not today. Um, so, on Rusty's cue <laughs> last week, I've sort of come up with a game, sort of a guessing game where I'm also going to give que- clues, but um, it's instead of being characters. Um, I'm going to give, it's going to be like Blue's Clues. You guys ever watch Blue's Clues?
3: Oh, God, yeah. So,
0: you know how he gives, like, you get one clue and it's pretty, like, that could be anything. It's like the color green. Second one's a little more specific. And then by the third one, you pretty much know what they're talking about. Um, so it's going to be something similar, but it's going to be for, uh, story arcs that I assume you guys have all read. They're pretty, you know, famous story arcs. Um, from Marvel, DC, and Image, I've got six of them here. Maybe cool. if we have time, we'll get through them all. If not, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, we'll do. We'll start it off. Um, I'll say the first clue. You guys can work together and come up with a guess. Um, second clue, third, and until you guys get it. Uh, so yeah, let's get oh, started. Right. Um, this one. That sounds like fun. Yeah, this one shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad. Um, first clue is, a man goes on a quest for revenge.
3: Oh wait a minute! But, but, uh, this, but we, we can still talk yeah, of course, about of course. this. And this is any, all, all publishers uh, yes, or are all sticking publishers. With, like, okay, okay,
2: man, and it's a story. Arc. Yes. Okay, so a man goes on a quest for revenge. The
3: Punisher.
0: You guys have to come. It's either the Punisher. Or we're Batman. gonna have the. We're gonna have the same Joker consensus God. vote, uh, like we had last time. I really like what Rusty put together. Okay. And it is being timed. So we all have to agree on yes. one answer. You have it'll be three clues in total. So I mean if you don't get it the first time, that's fine. Okay.
2: So we can guess yeah. right now. What do we, okay, for our first this is okay. So do you guys want to say Batman or do y'all want to say uh, Punisher? We have to say a specific story yeah. arc though, so. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um would nightfall be considered a revenge one or would return of
0: you guys have i'll give you 15 more seconds
2: dark knight you want to say dark knight returns or do you want to say nightfall, <laughs> yeah like nightfall, that's what i'm thinking Nightfall. nightfall.
0: nightfall. Uh, uh, no nightfall. not yet that, That's that's not it so clue number two okay takes place in a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic world
2: Mm, age of, it could be Age of Apocalypse, I guess. Yeah, I, I, and that's funny because I
1: thought like Cain Marco at first, but I was thinking like uh, Age of Apocalypse Wolverine or something like that where he's all like crazy.
2: Yeah, but I revenge. mean it could be like Cyclops trying to get revenge against Apok. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. There's like six <laughs> L- yeah, I know, right? <laughs> in age of Apocalypse.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's just, though, mm. guy number one, I want revenge. Guy number two, I want revenge. Yeah, yeah. But
2: post apocalypse. Uh, yeah. Thirty seconds. Post-apoc, paw. But you got to think it could be an uh, image or an <laughs> indie story too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it could be Army of well, Darkness let's, for let's that man. Oh, who knows? Uh, it it uh, could I be mean, We Stand on Guard. Again, too. these
0: are these are arcs or storylines yeah. that I believe you guys have all read. They're m- more mainstream, but they okay. could be from any publisher.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not Nightfall. Okay, what what do Ten we seconds. want to? agree on Rick Grimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's we'll try Age of Apocalypse. Okay. Like I mean that's the only thing Apocalypse. That is okay, of
0: incorrect. Third and final clue. Third and final clue. If you guys don't get this, <sighs> I'm I'm going to be really disappointed. Uh, the man is accompanied by a blind archer. So, on a quest for revenge, post-apocalyptic world accompanied by a blind archer.
2: Oh, it's old there man Logan. Go. Oh
0: yeah. my gosh. There you go.
2: Oh. oh see, we were on the track there yeah. with the X Men stuff. We were. Dang, there
0: you go, man.
3: Yeah. Alright. I kind of block out some of the old man Logan uh story. <laughs> Red's yeah,
0: he doesn't like the trauma. It's Elseworld, so don't worry about it. Alright. <laughs> that part of my Wolverine run sits mm. barren okay. and empty. Okay. This one I really hope you guys Nummy. get. Um so clue number 1. Could this just be the worst nightmare ever?
2: Never on Elm Street. Could this should be the worst uh kingdom come. You
0: guys got to come up with a solidified group answer. Could
2: this just be the worst nightmare ever. Mm. I say I say kingdom come for my guess. I don't know.
0: Is the group okay with that? Okay, yeah, that I'm is
2: d- I'm, uh, Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking sure. Doctor Strange for some reason.
0: Either way, not no. Okay. Sorry, guys. Right. Clue number 2. <coughs> Let's make zombies scary again. Walking dead. <laughs> there you go. Walking dead. The walking dead. Um, Yeah, that first clue's a bit ambiguous, but I mean it's supposed to be. That is, I think, one of Mm -hmm. Red's theories that it's just, uh, just a terrible nightmare.
3: The the last issue is going to end with Rick waking up in a in a coma in the hospital. Uh That's the only way it's going to end, dude. I totally agree with
0: you. All right, now. (laughs) But then again,
3: I also, I also, my second theory is that the story isn't about Rick; it's about Carl.
1: I see. I I think it's not about Carl. I think it's about... I'm not going to say who. I'll save that for another little bit, but I have my own theory
0: about that. All right. I I guess I should have said that that was a series, not an an arc, but I figured you guys would get that because... Yeah. That second yeah. clue was pretty. Well, we got that one on clue yeah. too. Yes. You guys are... what, was, what was the third
3: clue? Just out of curiosity. Um,
0: like Rick and company quickly yeah. realize it's the humans they should fear most. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. That's
1: it's exactly like a really pity ridiculous. clue. It's like. <laughs>
0: <Come on>. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> Snuffleupagus
1: in <his> walks <laughs> into Sesame Street. All right.
3: <laughs> so. I our listeners even know what a Snuffleupagus is. <laughs>
0: we'll have to show them mm. all right next so, one hopefully I'm you guys get this cool number one now. a man looks to find a serial killer
2: postal a man looks to find a serial killer remember this is things he thinks that we uh, you guys have all we know, read. a serial killer <laughs> watchman Ob, uh the killing joke that's what i'm thinking
0: okay hmm. what do y'all think okay. okay let's try that um sorry guys moving on to clue number two a year one batman story that focuses on specific dates
2: calendar man story
0: you guys gotta tell me the name of the the arc. It's I I'm I'd be shocked if you guys hadn't read this.
2: Court of Elves. It's Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on now, Liv, you're supposed to help <laughs> me out
1: here. Um I I know, dude. Let me just uh not rustle some pages <laughs> while I open <laughs> this book <Yeah>. one
2: page. <laughs> Um what do you think, uh Red? Hmm. Old school Batman story. Yeah, old school. Um, about the Joker. Or no, not Joker. Calendar Man. It's about Calendar Man.
3: This is where we need to tap.
0: <laughs> Come on. This Uh-oh. is one of okay, okay. I won't say that's not. I shouldn't give any more clues. Well, un, that aren't part of the actual clue list I made. All right, you guys uh-huh. have 10 seconds.
2: All right. What's the Calendar Man story? <laughs>
0: Mm. i'm sure someone no it's
2: the call of the calendar uh, I man.
0: let's just say a guess the calendar man story nope that's not <laughs> unacceptable Night.
1: it's after nightfall so All right.
0: what is it um clue clue number three you guys hopefully will ah. get it after this the creative team went on to write a dark and victorious sequel Someone, someone's in their car right now, just like freaking out,
3: <laughs> yelling at us, yes. jumping up and down, <laughs>
2: swerving went, off the road. Darkest night and brightest day. They right? went
0: on to write a dark and victorious sequel. Emphasizing words on purpose. Just gonna put. Yeah, that... <laughs> I understand
3: that victorious was emphasized. Dark
0: and victorious.
3: Dark victory.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much. <laughs> this encyclopedia sucks ass right now. Oh. So, yeah. Dark Knight lives. I don't
3: know. All right, well, um, Batman's
1: dark it's Victoria's Eternal Secret arc. arc.
2: No, I'm really disappointed,
0: guys. <laughs> um, the long Halloween was actually the story arc.
2: Oh. oh
0: so if you guys need to go back and read it because this is a uh, long Halloween. Tap tap I have just that, like, tap just blew a right just. Now. Blew his head open. Blew a gasket. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, I think this next one you guys will get um, since I feel most of you read this company as opposed to DC. So, clue number one a spider loses his mind.
2: Spider loses his. Okay. Is it superior spider? Wow. (laughs) Round of
0: applause. Round of applause. What? yeah <laughs> yeah the second clue the like, second i like that the yeah. second clue was an octopus steals the spider's mind
5: yeah and the third
0: <laughs> and the third one watch hear your story shook the spider-man fan base apart um yeah so wow well done well, superior well done. superior story, story. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay um this one may be a little difficult so uh we'll see clue number one two supermen
2: Rebirth?
1: Oh, Crisis. On Infinite um, Earth? Final guess? Infinite Earth.
0: Yeah. No. Clue cool, cool number rebirth, two. Right? Superboy is a
1: jerk. De- Death of Superman. No. no. Yeah, it's when he comes back and there's like four Superman
2: and one's like... Wouldn't that be a return of Superman? Dick. Yeah, return then. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that a final answer?
2: Uh, I don't think. It, I don't think it's
3: that easy. <laughs> <laughs> It was called yeah, the Return so. of Superman. was yeah.
2: <clears throat> Do we get a phone call? <laughs> Can I call, friend? A, Can I call a friend? That? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: no, sorry guys. All right, third clue. This is a quote. A direct quote and if you guys take longer than 30 seconds I'll tell you who it's by um, so the quote from the comic is let's face it Superman the last time you ever really inspired anyone was when you were dead
2: Kingdom Come
0: <sighs> it, it, was, it was said by Batman come on you guys
2: is yes Kingdom come? come on is it, okay you know it Liv say it no i actually don't know the i'll give you i'll give
0: you, I, I'll I give I you another half clue. you were very one. close <laughs> when you said crisis you just said the wrong one
3: infinite, infinite crisis that's, it. Crisis
0: on, uh, yep. infinite that's it all right yeah well um we've got See. just enough time for one more um hopefully you guys get this mm. i really like these clues so clue number one is behold i bring you the superman
1: <laughs> Superman 4 when Lex Luthor unveils the plutonium. Yeah,
0: that's quite an arc, Superman. but.
2: <laughs> um, behold.
0: Behold, I bring you the Superman.
3: Uh, yeah, that's a. Any guesses? Sounds a Nazi about... World War II uh, quote.
0: Mm-hmm. such a rock uh, <laughs> final answer <laughs> all right let's let's do clue number two a mask an owl the death of comedy and the tales of the black freighter Ow. come on mm. this one I, I tried to make it a little more difficult mm. it'll be you'll you'll be sort of smacking yourself on the forehead once you hear the third clue <sighs>
1: see i but don't know. know
0: all right well um this third cool i mean you guys will get it right away uh complete the sentence who watches the watcher there you go The watcher, a watcher. <laughs> yeah. so
1: it's a, it's based on a frederick uh no no right? no, no the nietzsche right
0: oh what sorry yeah yeah it it was yeah it was in the book when um i think they revealed dr manhattan to to the world but yeah a mask Mm -hmm. rorschach an owl the owl uh the death of comedy comedian's death uh, i thought that was pretty neat and tales of the black freighter was like this comic within the comic there was this kid reading uh these stories about this pirate ship called the black freighter um Mm -hmm. so yeah i thought that was pretty neat uh, pat on my own back. But anyway, that um that about wraps up our round table.
3: That was cool. Very good job with that. I liked it. That was fun. Wow. Yeah.
0: Hopefully I chose a fair story arcs. I thought I did. Um, but yeah, you guys are
2: there's a bunch of people out there um, like screw the yeah,
0: four guys. Um, for, yeah. That's it. There's a there's a bunch of there's a bunch of blues clues enthusiasts as well who would say blue would not be happy with you three. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, I'm the uh, i'm the rookie quarterback that's all throwing everyone right under the I'm bus
0: sorry. hey i'm the new guy hey you don't blame me but um yeah so that uh, that about concludes our round table um hopefully you guys enjoyed it uh me being the host and i think there's someone uh we need to give a call to right now or maybe two people
3: oh yeah you gotta call blue
0: yeah blue and the other one what was her name the the, the, the purple magenta. one was it really just oh, magenta, magenta. all right well creativity at its finest day. that should just play us off to the interview honestly <laughs> like <laughs>
3: exactly
1: To reveal the comic industry's greatest secret why ink is black and the four guys welcome special guest scott mcdaniel keep an eye out in the sky for the new four guys in the comic delivery drone service a new service starting soon the four guys will deliver your pull list right to your homes via incredible flying machines never worry about the mailman jamming your books into your mailbox again with the four guys drone delivery service Just call us at 682-4ACOMIC. That's 682-422-6642 to arrange delivery. We look forward to your call, and thank you for your returning service. And as always, keep reading those books and listening to this awesome podcast. Thank you for your patronage.
3: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 4 Guys in a Comic. I have with me the usual suspects, but we also have some exciting guests lined up tonight. We have with us writer Scott McDaniel... And we have Demetrius Zakaharis. Gentlemen, welcome.
4: Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you for
3: having us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Welcome. Welcome. So I understand that you guys are collaborating together in a legally corrupt method. (laughs) In the world of IT baking. Somewhat, huh? Yeah, just somewhat. Oh, But for those of, you, those of our listeners that are not familiar with you guys, maybe you can just uh, talk a little bit about yourself, uh, about what you've um, been doing, what you've done in the past, and a little bit about you know, how you guys uh, started working together. Um, it, oh. Tell you what, Scott, if you want to kick off the ball.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, my name's Scott McDaniel. Um, I uh, began working in comics uh, with Marvel Comics as uh, the penciler on Daredevil. Mm. I, I had the uh, distinct pleasure of following the the awesomely talented Lee Weeks <laughs> and uh, going up uh, on the monthly book uh, up against Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. on uh, Man Without Fear. So yeah. boy, what a way to get thrown into the deep end of the pool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> really?
5: But, and after that, after Daredevil, uh, I did the short-lived Green Goblin. I uh, was the penciler on that book, the Green Goblin series, where uh, they actually had the, the Green Goblin tech fall into the hands of uh, a young teenager, and, and it was all about him trying to to uh, be a hero. Uh, but um, just a few months into that uh, into that series, um, Marvel decided that they really wanted to return Green Goblin. Uh, to be a Spider-Man villain. And so they they had plans to terminate uh, Green Goblin series. And that made me available for other work. And at that time, DC Comics was looking for an artist on a new series uh, for Nightwing. Um, And uh, through a a few people that I knew that had gone from Marvel over to to DC, um, they contacted me and offered me the penciling job on Nightwing. And so I I took that and and, uh, I penciled Nightwing for the first four years of, of that run. And then I followed that up, Penciling Batman for a couple of years, uh, Superman for a year, uh, Green Arrow, Robin, uh, and then a bunch of other things. Uh, and, and over time, I, I uh, met Dimitri, who is a uh, avid art collector and, and comic fan, and, and we became friends, and, and uh, it, it's all his fault that I'm involved with this project. <laughs> I'm telling you, but, you, know, he would tell me about it and talk to me about it, and, and I just kept like putting him off and saying like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. You know, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, but over time, he, he, he kind of wore me down. Uh, he's a very persistent fellow. Uh, and and uh, the, the more he shared with me about his own experiences, the, the more uh, I, I was intrigued. Uh, because you might not think right off the top of, uh, of your head that um, banking and finance is all that inherently dramatically interesting. Uh, but once you you know get underneath the surface and you start looking around and, and, and studying and and being aware of of that whole uh, the context of that co- corporate culture, it's ripe for this kind of material. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's kind of my my quick arc um, you know, of, of how I connected in. Uh, Dimitri, you want to add anything to that?
4: Ah, oh, man, I, I can't compete with your resume though.
5: <laughs>
4: uh- well. No, I mean, I'll tell you guys a little bit about me. I've been working in the IT field for almost two decades. Um, I've worked for various um, financial institutions, large, medium, and small. Um, so I've kind of had the inside scoop on how things work um, and what the experiences are with people. I um, nobody really sees uh When people usually talk about banking, which I, I actually just heard um, recently, they're like, oh, I passed by my branch and it looked boring, you know. Um people just think about their local branch and that's yeah. not really where the juicy stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything happens in the back office that nobody really sees. And, um, I, I think that's the part we're trying to educate people on. Um, and, and, and I, I call this sort of a brutal education, um, because it's not all that nice and pretty as it looks in the branch. Uh, of it. there's a lot of politics. Um, there's a lot of, uh, things going on that, um, people try to, you know, either do the right thing or report things, um, it, it, it's a difficult world. It's not that simple as it seems. Um, so. so it's really a
5: great marriage of the two of us because, you know, I am I kind of represent the everyman. You know, before I got involved with this project, you know, when I looked at banking, I thought exactly the same thing. Not a lot happened in there, guys. Guys, I, mean, I don't know how you make this interesting <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: because he's on it. He's the insider. He's got. Not just um, you know, like book knowledge of, of what's going on. He's got life experience and firsthand experience of what is going on uh, in in that area, and, and so it, it brings just this uh, authenticity and legitimacy uh, to the material. And so he, he was kind of my I don't know, sherpa is the right word or shepherd or something, but you know he he was really guiding my work and putting it together uh, in in the comic book format. Um, uh, but he, he was really, you know, um, calling the, the shots in terms of, you know, what's right, what's not right uh, for this particular book based on like, his firsthand experience. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, we complement each other really, really well uh, on this project and I'm pretty excited, you know, about it because there's really nothing else like it out there. And uh, so, so it, on one hand it's exciting. On one hand is kind of terrifying because you don't know how it'll be received, uh, But I guess in a few months, we'll know. So
3: kind of uh, to clue our listeners in a little bit, you know, so Dimitri and Scott, they have collaborated together to bring us IT, The Secret World of Modern Baking. And I understand this is a part one of
5: five that is just coming out. Correct. Yeah. Part one will be out in March and they'll come out every month uh, after that.
3: Right, And then I say it's going to be by uh, Black Box Comics. So I'm just kind of curious. Why Black Box?
4: Scott,
3: you want to to start that one?
4: (laughs) No, I I do. That's all you, Scott. (laughs) <laughs> okay. well
5: you know it, funny story on the way to to, to the comic book store uh, <laughs> you know we put this thing together and, and we were really you know um, quite excited about it a- and we actually went to a lot of independent publishers and presented the material to them and for various reasons they, they decided to, to pass on it and, and I totally I, I get it uh, Baking, there's no yeah. way
3: what's that? They say, "Oh, banking." Yeah, okay. Uh.
4: <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, and really, there's no way. I don't think there's a model that precedes it that, that you can use it as sort of a, a comparable, you know, to, to see like what to expect in terms of, of fan reaction and sales, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the market is a reality. You know, you, you really do have to keep an eye uh, and a mind towards having something that will succeed in today's market. And, and I just don't think that there was um, a, an, enough a comparable pre-existing material for them to feel comfortable taking it on. Uh, but like I said, Dimitri is, is very persistent. You know, he doesn't take no for an answer, and, and so uh, he formed Black Box Comics in order to bring IT to market. Um, and, and the name itself is is pretty fascinating. I mean, it, it has um, meaning on a number of different levels. So if I were to ask you guys, um, what do you think of when, when you hear the term Black Box? What do you think of? A plane that's crashed. <laughs> yeah, okay. And what is, what is the function of a black box?
3: Uh, to in, let everybody in, know in what happened. And, yeah, to let everybody know what happened in the moments that it crashed.
5: Yeah, yeah. So it provides insight you know, into a, a tragic event. Okay? So that, that's one idea. You guys know what a black box is in terms of science? I can't say that I do. I don't. Okay, well, very good. Well, that's okay. Uh, the black, black box in terms of, of engineering and science – uh, is a system in which the only things that are known are the input and the output. Everything that happens to transform the input to the output is a complete and utter mystery. And so in that regard, um, uh, we, we want to capitalize on the idea of, of a black box, that whatever is happening is, is extremely mysterious and impenetrable. And for me personally, um, it has a, an additional dimension. Um, I don't know about you guys, uh, but I, I'm a man of faith. Uh, I, I am a Christian. You know, Jesus is, is my savior, and there's a scripture that speaks really strongly to me. It's Jeremiah 17, uh, chapter 17, verse nine, and, and it goes something like like this: uh, "The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And, and so, um, the human heart left on its own is a very, very dark place. You know, it's um, and, and so this idea of of looking you know uh, in the context of the financial industry but really looking through that and getting at the human heart and finding out why people are doing the things that they're doing you know what are all the motivations that are driving them to 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 do all these things that are that are corrupt and and just um nasty to to one another and there's retaliation there's revenge there's there's hate there's deceit there's outright criminality uh, and that's not to say that that happens you know everywhere through the financial industry but there's something about the financial industry something really potent and powerful that that can often bring these very dark sides of the human nature uh, to the forefront and that's what we're trying to get at uh, in it uh, and and also i'll, I'll say you know, with black box comics um, now that Dimitri has taken that step to form this company, we have a lot of ideas for additional titles, and your approach will be similar. You know, we're going to look at an area of life and, and try to zero in on it and through it to get to the human heart. And, and so it will be coming down the line that will follow IT, and, and in this little universe that's being created, you know, all, these, all these different titles, they'll naturally feel like they belong together. And that's a real challenge because we don't have superheroes, we don't have monsters, we don't have mutants, we don't have magic, we don't have all the uh, traditional visual elements that really bring the over-the-top wow factor. And so we really have to do hard work to bring really good stories and, and really great characters uh, to do these books. And, uh, I mean, that's really a challenge, but it's really an awesome creative challenge. And, and I'm finding that a lot of guys are, are really stepping up uh, to, to try to meet that challenge. And that's exciting. So uh, looking for uh, good things to come out of Black Box Comics.
0: So based on that, uh, and I may be jumping the gun here a bit, but I take it these upcoming projects are with different uh, creators as well at this point, not just you two. Correct.
5: Correct. Yeah.
4: yeah. We're, we're uh, serving uh, as... Well, go ahead, Dimitri. No, I was going to say, we just have several people, and we're in contact with professionals, people who have worked in the industry, um, who have worked for Marvel and D.C. We're just not ready to announce any yet, unless Scott wants to announce anybody, but I think we're a little bit early right now on that.
5: Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're too early for that. Yeah, we want to keep the, the focus on IT, you know, the, the debut title. Uh, but uh, um, now that the company is formed, I, we're just letting you know that it's not like this company was formed just for IT. There are quite a few... Ideas that are that are in development. You know, some are more advanced than others. Uh, but you know, if, if things are successful and these books do well in the market and, and the company can can succeed, I think we we've, we've got a lot of really great and, and different content to offer the industry, and, and that's exciting. You don't often find new space to, to kind of move around in. Now, with some of the uh, the ideas, is Black Box
2: um, the idea eventually going to be to have crossover comics with the, the all these other creators? Or are you trying to keep them in separate My worlds? Same
5: question. Same yeah. Question. Oh, yeah. That, they could. Not right away. I mean, you know, yeah. as as Dimitri and I kind of planned right now, we want to launch the titles to be independent, that they stand alone. Uh, you might see a character appear. Um, in the initial arcs uh, of the different titles to kind of tie them together. And down the road, it, if they turn out uh, to be successful and, and, and readers are really interested, then absolutely, yeah, we're going to look to have maybe some sort of um, crossovers. Nothing really elaborate, but something that feels really natural and, and mm-hmm. organic and not forced and contrived. Uh, because the approach that we're taking on IT, we're trying to bring to these other titles as well so that they, they, they do feel, uh, like they belong together and, and can exist naturally together. Mm-hmm. But that said, I mean, we, we also have some ideas of things that are like really, really dramatically different, but that'll be a conversation for another little
3: bit. <laughs> <laughs> Now I was going to ask you some of your characters that we have on here, um, Adrian and Lev and was it Beth? Uh, who else do I remember on there? Uh, there's one particular, let me look in here, uh, Leanne. Are they all based off of people that you've worked with in the industry? I mean, is there a... A, a ground basis for these characters?
4: We're not well, actually I'll, using oh, that.
3: Names try. are changed to protect the innocent. I understand that.
4: <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Dimitri no, Did you say... All, anybody exact. It's just we're using um, titles and positions, basically, that people um, have in the industry, and we're really showing the structure of how um, a bank is set up in terms of hierarchy, um, in terms of what people are in control of, um you know sometimes in in, in larger institutions they, they'll have one title and a smaller institution you might have like five titles um so there's conflicts of interest with that and and, and a lot of other things that um can play into that so exactly
5: that, right and yeah and, and there's no way we can we we can you know kind of parody off of real life and 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 insert you know real people into it however you know the things that happen in the book are based on real life it's just not uh, in, in its ensemble character, you know. so um, it, it's real because the things, uh, the, the different officers and, and their functions, that, that's real. I mean, that, that's really how things will operate. But in terms of characters, I mean, it, for visual design, I mean, I, I tried to find a way to design this quite large cast um, and have them all be visually distinct and, and consistent and give them names that, you know, where where I could – um, that, that kind of spoke to their character is, uh, again, you know, hearkening back to my faith, you know, when you read in the Old Testament, when, when people are given a name, their name actually has very significant meaning to who they are and their personality. And I think in film uh, too, I mean, this idea of naming characters uh, that, that has some sort of uh, correspondence to their, to their character or their nature or, you know, their personality, you know, it is, is fun, you know, and, and, and so, you know, uh, uh, Evan Adonis, the, the hero, uh, his his direct boss is, is named Mike Hurt. You know, <laughs> so I mean, that, that's a little clue that this guy's bringing the pain. You know, and uh, there, there's uh, one character in it named Adrian Pierce, and and uh, you know, to to pierce something is you know a, a, a penetrating act. It's very violent, and so um, you know, and, and there are others. So the names uh, kind of speak to some aspect of, of their character. Uh, when I could do it in a natural way and maybe not feel too over the top and
0: now scott um your art you know i've absolutely loved your nightwing and your batman they were always so much fun to look at so vibrant so full of you know the acrobatics everything you could feel it pop off the page um so what is it like you know years of drawing crazy rooftop jumps and whatnot to sort of take it a step back now and 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 keep it corporate
5: (laughs) yeah um Well, that's the main reason why I kept putting Dimitri off this project forever. (laughs) I I tell you, when I got into comics, I I loved it for its escapism, uh, for the action and adventure, for the good versus evil, for the uh, -the over-the-top physicality. You know, when I was on Nightwing and Batman, I I just loved drawing bricks, bullets, and and, uh, just battles. I mean, it's just – and bats, you know. Uh, that alliteration. I mean, I, it was yeah. so much fun. It, you know, I love the perspective. Uh, I, I have an engineering background, and, and so to do all that uh, real precise perspective and turbulent perspective was, was just a lot of fun for me. Uh, and um, I, it, it, as hard as this is to say, um, I've, I've always felt in regard to my art that the actual rendering was my, the, the weakest part of my artistic skill set. I think that my my visual storytelling, my composition you know my um, understanding of, of anatomy and and architecture and perspective uh, are far exceed my ability to actually execute the images that are in my head and for a book like it because it's it's so normal and it's set in an office in a bank uh, there's no explosions there's no you know rooftop yeah. fights and falls and, and everything um, it really takes. A different uh, strength in the artwork, and, and that's been a real artistic challenge to me. Uh, so, you know, not only have I been challenged on the writing side because th- this is really my first experience um, doing everything in terms of writing. I've, I've had some writing uh, uh, assignments in the past, but nothing like this where you're really creating it from the ground up. Uh, and so that was a challenge. Um, and, and then again on the art side. Uh, it, it really uh, presented uh, with challenges to areas that, that I just didn't uh, have opportunity to develop in my course of drawing Batman and Nightling and Superman. And so it, it's really been challenging, but, you know, as a creator, that's exciting. You know, you don't want to get to a place of complacency where, yeah. you know, you, you do the same thing over and over again, and it never changes, and you're never challenged. And, and when you get to that place, you stop growing uh, and so this is has really uh, it's been difficult, uh, but I, I believe i'm growing in in that role uh, um, i'm I'm towards the end of the first arc, and, and I think the art's getting um, better it's getting more natural and more expressive and and uh, uh i don't know it's just just cooler looking um, so i mean I'm, I'm giving it my best uh, and, and I'm seeing growth in myself and, and so that's really that's really exciting I, I'd love to see that.
0: I'm looking forward to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Yeah, that that teaser that you
3: sent us was just not enough. We need a little bit more pages to read. So I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to March to That's... hit, so we can uh, get the full story.
5: Well, awesome. Have you guys seen the uh, trailer that we just posted?
0: I just That's saw cool. it earlier today.
5: Would you think of that?
0: I liked it. I mean, it's short and sweet. Don't tell and... me you
5: loved it because I put it together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's. I mean, it's it's short and sweet, and it you know it it shows you some of the artwork, and hey, you even got even got yep. uh, the main character getting thrown through a, a few filing boxes so i mean hey you're <laughs> you're trying <laughs> yeah. to keep that that, that nightwing uh, action vibe going no but um i mean it's it's definitely fun. a different comic it's definitely a It'll different so kind of thing
4: things happen like that at at, at banks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, um, actually,
3: on that note, Dimitri, I got to ask. You know, you're bringing this um, your experience of from the IT and the baking world into the story. What are some of the crazy, off the wall experiences, things that you've had happen that you like care- that you can share with us?
4: Oh boy! i to be careful what I say, of course.
5: <laughs> well, be careful, Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I, oh man, I, there's a lot. I mean, look I, from what I see just in the corporate industry in general, especially banking more, more so, cause I, that's where I've been. Um, I've seen a lot of things like discrimination and harassment. I've seen a lot of retaliation. Um, you know, so the, the, there's, there's no opportunity for employees to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's something that needs to be brought out and talked about. And, um, that's why I said it's, it's sort of a brutal education. Um, I think a lot of people who are, in college getting ready to work in the industry and they're all like happy and they think that, um, it's going to be like a white picket fence. It's not. Um, it's a really dirty industry. Um, uh, you know, um, I, I, you know, some of the things that just happened, you just would never imagine. So, um, I can't go into a lot of specifics, but I'm slowly building myself to hopefully a platform one day to get to that point where I can talk about more. Mm-hmm. um, and be more specific. And I, I hope you guys are there to listen at that point, but I, I'll talk about some of the general things. Um, obviously everybody knows about like the mortgage crisis mm-hmm. and the things that people don't talk about is, you know, we lost a million people, lost a million homes. Um, but the average family is over two and a half. So two over two and a half million people have lost a home. that, that fact that there's been a million homes, uh, lost. Um, There was over 10,000 suicides linked to the economic crisis. Um, You know, so it it goes a lot deeper into these things that are going on, and nobody's really implementing any kind of laws or or, or enforcing them. And, you know, we keep electing all these politicians, creating all these laws that we pay for. um, And to be honest, I think a lot of them are just not being enforced the way they should. And then, you know, you keep hearing that uh, they're going to come out with another law. And I'm just like, okay, what's the point if you're not going to enforce it? Um, so there's been a lot of corruption going on and and, and I'm sure you guys see it all the time. Um, you know, people are talking about how bankers don't go to jail. Um, they just pay a fine. So it works out on their end. It works out because they're like, okay, we'll be as corrupt as possible. If we get away with it, great. If we don't, you know, we'll pay the fine. And the people who are receiving that end of it are happy with the fine. Um, So there's really really no justice on that end. Now, for the average person like us, you know, if you go steal a lollipop down the block, you you know, they're gonna put you in Rikers. (laughs) You know, so um, we live in a sad world, and and there's no real um, justice to say, like I said before, um, to to, to look to look for, Um, and there's nobody out there to really help you. Um, If you are discriminated or harassed, who do you go to? Who's going to protect you, your human resource officer, your management? They're going to turn around immediately and go against you. They're not going to help you out. And um, even the Labor Department, and I've spoken to people before who are on a very high level, uh, you can go to the Labor Department and make a claim, and all they're going to do basically, or at least initially, is write some sort of letter basically telling them to stop harassing you or attacking you. And, and, And in the end, what they do is they look for a reason to get rid of you and they can get rid of you for pretty much any reason. Hmm. Uh, so it, 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 you, you can't win. Uh, even if you go to court, what are you going to do? You're going to pay $50,000 to an attorney to take some corporate company to, to court? You're not yeah. going to win.
5: Yeah, yeah and that, that's kind of the, the dichotomy of the whole thing, that, that finance and banking is just so fundamental to civilization, to our, to our culture and society. You know banking goes back to antiquity, and it goes back to the ancients. Um, you know th- this whole idea of of storing money and then earning money on money that, it, that is stored away um, and, and in principle, um, the idea of of taking depositors' money that is just sitting idle and using it to generate and create new wealth for society is fantastic i mean the the, the principle at play there is incredibly powerful. you, know, you, you have people making deposits. Banks take that that deposit and invest something. They build something, and now everybody's, there's uh, more wealth is for society. The bankers make money, the depositors make money, and there's more wealth and more products, goods and services for everyone. It's fantastic. But what's happened is, you know, the power of that system has begun to move farther and farther away from actually creating core uh, wealth, tangible wealth, tangible assets. And, and, and this process of financialization is happening where um, so much money, I mean, trillions of dollars, is flowing through uh, financial transactions that aren't directly tied to tangible assets. And, and, and uh, the the multiplier effect of, of those transactions because they're kind of disconnected from assets is so overwhelming that, that you end up with you know, something that happens – uh, the, the mortgage crisis, where uh, there's so much money at play and, and these devices, these financial products are so complicated. Um, and when the thing finally falls, the, the tremors literally ring around the world. It, it's, it's not a state or a city that's impacted. Globally, it, it, it shook the foundations of the industry. And, and so uh, what's at play here is, is a power that is incredible. But it's so quiet, you know. When you when you drive by your bank, you just don't see it. You know, people they go to work, they they get paid, and they pay their bills, and hopefully with a little bit of leftover, you know, they, they can save that. And, and pretty much that's the extent that most people think about banking. Uh, it doesn't go beyond that. Uh, but once you start looking and, and reading and studying, it is a deep, deep water uh, to to get into. Uh, and, and so. In principle, fantastic, powerful. But you guys know, I mean, what, what, um, what, what's the root of all evil? Money. Somebody tell me, what's the root of all evil?
0: Money. Money or women. money?
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the love of money is the root of all evil, and it's really, really true. It, it, mm-hmm. To a lot of people, it is actually a, the god of this world, and, and that's the kind of power it wields in people's lives. Where they will sacrifice the family, their wives, their children. Uh, they'll sacrifice everything in pursuit of, of profit, and, and that power is not to be ignored. And, and so, um, you know, part of what we want to do in IT is just, you know, show these be, these interpersonal reactions, and and over time, you know, kind of reveal the power of uh, the financial industry as well, because it is real, it, it is legitimate, uh, and we just felt it in two thousand and eight and you know if, if things go any more uh, sideways in terms of interest rates and printing bonds and and uh, flooding you know the the uh, economy with uh, with currency, boy, if that gets out of control it it, it could be really disastrous it's really, really disastrous is it, there are other bubbles forming i mean there you know the the, the um, residential real estate market you know there's commercial real estate there are student loans. Uh, even our stock market that is rocketing up towards 20000 now on the Dow, um, a, a lot of that, that is in part due to the extremely low interest rates. So the economic conditions are, are really precarious. You know, Very low interest rates are, are really alarming. <laughs> I don't know how old you guys are, but um, I can remember when I had a, a passbook savings account uh, as a kid and it would pay you know, 5 6% interest. You go get a savings account now, you're lucky to get, by a couple of tenths of a percent, if a tenth of a percent in interest. Uh, and that's a source of revenue for banks. So what's happened? There's something fundamentally has shifted in this industry. Uh, and there are just enormous forces at play. And, and so I, I think there's really deep waters here for, for great, great uh, dramatic content.
3: Now, let me ask you this. So I know our story's in the current timeline or time period right now. We'll be getting some history lessons of stuff from the past.
5: Um, Maybe I actually wrote a script um, that is very historical and very got a data heavy in terms of you know how how the economy has uh, uh, changed over the years from you know, early nineteen hundreds to now. Um, I don't. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe maybe in a trade collection or something we'll, we'll put that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, w- I think we're going to try to stay away from. Um, material that sounds a little too much like a lecture uh, and, and you know, uh, pedagogy or you know, pedagogy, we're, we're going to try to uh, bring that education in terms of, of um, naturally developing uh, uh, dramatic content. So uh, it, it's, it'll be a little tricky, but I, I do think um, because of the power of the, of the financial industry that um, we would be well-served to, to actually bring uh, you know, accurate, understandings of, of how banks really work in terms of money because uh, i don't know if you guys know anything about fractional reserve banking but i mean banks actually have the power to create currency and it, it's incredible it could be you know used for incredible good but it could also be incredibly dangerous so um, there's, there's a lot of power at play there
0: um, i'm glad you guys are going to be sort of educating people as they read because i mean i took a few business courses when I was in uh, university and there's crazy stuff even even something as relatively simple as like the overnight rate the simple idea of it you know there's a, a different rate at night that over in the overnight market that banks use to influence monetary policy it's so simple relative to banking but I mean a lot of people don't know that and it's just crazy how how financially and economically the world's gotten to this place where some people just couldn't even grasp if they tried to all the Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on
5: yeah yeah Uh, and and so you you have to make judgments you know do 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 we really need to educate the 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 modern readership on you know the central bank and then how how banks loan to each other and then the central bank is the bank of last resort and you know know, if we can create a really cool storyline that features those things then then i think yeah we're going to be all in yeah yeah
0: um
5: so, so, and, and that's the challenge. It, it's to find you know what aspect of the financial industry that, that you really want to bring underneath the radar to, to kick this thing off, you know, to bring readers in um, in a way that they can kind of understand uh, the, the dramatic elements that we're using because they're they're not quite so foreign to their experience. Uh, it, it's the corporate culture that's that's foreign. So we have some common elements that we're using in this foreign culture kind of bring them in and ease them in and and once they're in then we can really you know drive hard you know with a really specific you know maybe a little more advanced economic type of plot line because you know if they just don't understand it well enough there's no way they can follow a really cool plot you know as great as it is if you're speaking greek to them you know you might as well just be speaking pig latin or something you know (laughs) so that's a challenge
0: (laughs) I mean, Alan Moore's done it, so you never know. Um, well, it's great. Well, so you
5: know, I know. Uh... <laughs>
0: you, you mentioned you mentioned putting essays in comic books, and uh, well, he he doesn't mind, but um, it's great. Wait, so I'll say be, that again? Well, you you mentioned putting you know the research and stuff that you've done and essays hmm. at the back of a trade paperback, and it is Alan Moore's uh, go-to thing to do. Oh,
5: but, I, um, I didn't mean an, an essay per se, but it was like. It would be a visual thing, yeah. but it would be very data-heavy. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of on the fence with it.
0: So it's great. I'll be able, whenever I'm in downtown Toronto uh, for work, I'll be able to drive by the big bank buildings and say, well, I know a little more about you now, don't I? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah,
0: oh. yeah, you're not just Boy, those just uh, glass buildings.
2: Rain, <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead, Rusty. So, with this, uh, you know, with black box and with IT and everything, um, should we expect any uh, conventions for you guys to be at in this next coming year for 2017?
4: Yeah, we're we're already scheduled for a couple. Um, we just sent our application for Chicago C two E two, and we sent our application already for NYCC. Um, we're booked for um, Eternal. Three Rivers Con um, and possibly Eternal Con. So those are the ones I have uh, on my plate right now. Am I Missing any, Scott? No,
5: I think that, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. The Three Rivers Con that, that's a, a new con here in Pittsburgh. Um, that, that's my hometown, um, so I'm, I'm really excited to be my first year there. I think this is their second year as a as a convention. So they're a small uh, convention, but uh, you know I, I really like the guys that are running it. And I hope they succeed because Pittsburgh is a great little town. I mean, it's a small city. It's got a great cultural center. uh, It's got great sports teams. um, And it's got a a really, uh, I think, a really um, committed uh, comics uh, community. And so I'm pretty excited about uh, the Free Free Rivers Con and and, and, uh, really wishing that it's going to succeed well over over the coming years. Very cool.
3: Very cool. Oh, so, Demetri, I had a question for you. So, in the beginning, Scott had uh, alluded to the fact that you're an art collector.
4: I am. I'm a big art collector. Well, well, so
3: um, what, what kind of art? What, what, what are we talking to him here? Uh,
4: <laughs> Marvel, DC art, uh, the original art. I bought a ton okay. from Scott. Um, I think the first, the first piece I actually bought was from Scott, and it was the original art cover to the Daredevil Batman the first one that ever came out. Um, and then I bought a ton from his, uh, run I I probably have the majority of the covers from that. Um, like the fall from grace storyline, which is great. And the covers were amazing. Um, so I probably have roughly around 400 pieces, maybe. Mm,
3: Wow. Uh, Wow.
4: Yeah. So I I got addicted pretty quick to it.
3: Which one is your treasure? (laughs) Which one is your, is your one that you love the most?
4: Ah, the first one. The first one that I bought. Yeah. Um the, two of my favorite characters. Um Scott was like one of my favorite artists ever. Um so and and of course being, being that it was my first, maybe I'm a little bit biased or like yeah. favorite because of that, but um that's definitely my favorite.
0: Now uh speaking of being biased, pretend Scott's not here. Do you have um a top <laughs> I'll stick top my three fingers artists. in my ear. Top three comic artists, uh, just in general, that, that, that come to your mind.
4: Top three. If Scott's
0: one of them. Yeah, top three, just out of curiosity. Well,
4: I mean, not because Scott's here, but he, he is one of them. But if Fair you enough. want me to not include him, <laughs> um, I would say Ramita Sr., um, Frank Brunner, um, and I'll use somebody from today, maybe like uh, Diodato.
0: Great, yeah, good good choices. Diodato yeah, Jr., me, definitely. Yeah. yeah, wow. Okay, yeah, 400 pieces, that must be a great man cave.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> quite extensive. Um, and of course, I have a ton of comic books, too, and you know, I have them, like, some of them are CGC, some are not, so I, it's just an out-of-control collection altogether.
0: I feel that. All right, well, gentlemen, uh, we appreciate the time you guys have taken to uh, join us on the show. Thank you very much.
5: Thank you guys. Oh, you're welcome. My your pleasure. Thanks for having times. us. On.
3: Yeah, looking forward to reading that issue,
0: uh,
5: March. We're hoping we interested to you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. Uh,
0: I have a lot of family friends friends that are in uh, in banking, some corporate, some some local. So it'll be nice to get some facts and you know sort of sort of. Pretend like I know what I'm talking about sometimes at the dinner table.
4: Yeah, I mean, just so you guys know, like, you know, what's crazy is, like, a lot of stuff doesn't even go on the news. So a lot of the things that are happening in the corrupt world are either being kept under wraps or being kept within a certain group. So you don't see it on, you know, on the news tonight when you turn on your your, your news channel.
0: I look forward to it. And you guys said the book will be coming out uh, on a monthly basis after March for five issues?
4: Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: that's correct. March 8th. Is uh, number one.
0: Now, um, is this print only? Will it be on Comicsology only? What's the distribution on it?
4: Um, at first, it's going to be print only, but we already did submit to Comicsology. So, um, as long as it takes them to review and approve, which I'm not—I I don't have a date yet—but uh, it will be available digitally eventually. Sweet, very nice. Yeah,
5: that, that's going to be the plan to, to do print and digital for these books. You know, we're, we're new, so, you know, um, we're there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to do. Um, on top of putting together the, uh, the, the creative material, um, my goodness, there is just a mountain of things that need to be done. And Dimitri has just been um, just inexhaustible uh, in, in his work. Uh, but, you know, the effect of just being a small outfit and, and putting everything together and, and doing it uh, ourselves with, with this new company. Um, then you get this effect where you know we got this book that will be out in print uh, and, and the digital will delay uh, but but that that should disappear uh, that delay should disappear over time
0: awesome well I can't wait um, I'm sure people listening are very excited especially those that know your artwork um, I'm sure they'll be there so thanks again guys really appreciate your time and yeah you you're forward. welcome and
5: thanks for having us yeah. Yeah.
0: thank you thank